Welcome to the final show of the summer. I am your host, Austin Gerke. This is the Austin's Audit Podcast. And I led with that because for all my diehards out there or for the people that are new and going to watch this episode, and it's your very first episode of this podcast, not only welcome, but after today, September 1st, 2023, the show goes back to its daily format or multiple day format because, you know, after January or even after February, after the Super Bowl, I do try to do three to four episodes a week depending on how the sports calendar plays out. But starting September 5th, this show goes back into its daily format. That means on that Tuesday, college football Tuesdays make their return. I'm going to spend a ton of time on this week's action in the campus gridirons. Plus, I'll give you the picks throughout it. So for those people that are new to the show, that's how the daily show will work. I've got college football Tuesdays, headline Wednesdays, whatever happens Thursday. You know, with the wrap-up of baseball slowly here as the calendar switches to September, the races get a little tighter. By the way, um, I might as well start the show with this, but for I'm just educating for all the people that have listened to the show before or know about this show or follow it on a daily basis. You already know how the daily stretch works. You already know how the schedule works. I'm just saying this for the people who are listening to this for the first time or downloading it for the first time. So chill out, okay? Because there might be some of you that go, whoa, whoa, this is new. No, no, it's not. It's just back to the format. But anyway, Thursday is whatever you want. And then Friday is Prediction Friday, which is really what this show is during the summer. I just... There wasn't a whole lot outside of the Pac-12 exodus, and there's big news on that front. Stanford and Cal say adios to the Pac-12, and we'll head to the ACC starting in the 2024 season, or the 2024 school year slash season. So the Pac-12, for as big of a conference as it was, it is now down to two, Washington State and Oregon State. So that's your headline as far as college football is concerned. Let me switch back to baseball for a second. Congratulations to Ronald Acuna Jr. for being the first, and this is legitimately a first in the whole entire history of Major League Baseball or in history of baseball as a sport. You're the first guy to have 60 stolen bases and 30 home runs. The first, and probably, I, I mean... With the bigger bases, which makes it a shorter distance, maybe it's possible we're going to see that again. But I don't see it happening any time soon. With that, I mean, you can make the argument for Mookie. And by the way, that Braves-Dodgers series, whoever wins this series this weekend, and by the way, take the Dodgers to win the rest of this series, if it ends up in a split, I won't be surprised either. But that's the World Series champ playing this weekend in Chavez Ravine. Whoever wins that series, that's your World Series champion. I'm saying it right now, here, very first day of September. Whoever wins that series. I know Atlanta has the best record, but 
Atlanta was hot going into the playoffs a year ago before Philly kind of shut them down. And Atlanta's got a deep offense. But people are forgetting the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They're deep. They know how to develop talent. And you still have Mookie Betts, who, if if Mike Trout was healthy, Mookie Betts would probably be the top five or top six player in this game. But, and he still is, don't get me wrong, Otani's the top, but that's because he gets all the attention. He gets all the attention because he can now pitch and hit. Although, with the second UCL injury, um, I don't think whoever gets Otani, and I said it a couple episodes ago, I don't think whoever gets him will want him to pitch. And now it becomes a liability as far as a pitcher. But back to Mookie for a second. This is... He is at least closest to maybe the top five player in the game still. I'm talking player, not pitcher. That, I believe, is going tonight in Garrett Cole. Let me get out of this. I don't know why I went into the internet. Let's see. Oh no, it's Rodon against Verlander. By the way, Yankee fans, I'm I after yet uh after yesterday's game where they gave up three because Clark Schmidt was doing what Clark Schmidt does, and then they lost that game because of a bad throw by Glaber Torres. By the way, there was no interference on that. Okay, there are some Yankee fans that are going yeah. Okay, I'm waving the white. I I'm not waving on the white flag as far as getting that winning season or not having a losing season for the first time since 1992, keeping that streak alive. However, as far as the playoff thing goes, that's gone. And especially after tonight with Verlander against Rodon, I believe it's the fourth time the Yankees face him this year or the fifth time the Yankees face Verlander. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees steal this one, but I... Mm, They'll find a way to not score enough runs when they have to. But anyway, look. I'm looking at the stats right now. Let me pop into these. Just to enhance Acuna's... And by the way, after what he did last night... I know Mookie Betts had two home runs last night. But I believe it's Ronald Acuna Jr.'s MVP to win. I mean, again, I'm... Bear with me here as I open up these stats. But it's Ronald Acuna's MVP in the National League to win. Let me go by league here. Because uh, I had it set to the Yankees. Let me go by league here. Luis Arise will win the batting title in the National League. Fine. But if you look at the home runs, Matt Olson's got 43. Olson's got 112 RBIs. You can make the case for him. Ronald Acuna's got 62 stolen bases. By far, let's look into that deep category real quick. See how far of a gap it actually is. It just tells you it doesn't happen very often. Acuna's got 62. The next closest, the next closest guy in the stolen base category is Corbin Carroll with 41. So, I'm sorry, but when you can steal that many, and it's never happened... At least not in my lifetime. It's never happened where you steal 60 bases. That's your MVP. 
Matt Olson, you can make the argument for. Mookie Betts, you can make the argument for. But as far as National League MVP goes, I'm sticking my vote to Ronald Acuna. Especially after what he's done for this whole season. He is the engine. He bats the he leads off the team. That team's the best in the majors when it comes to first inning scoring. At the it's partly due and mostly due to him. So I'm sorry, baseball nerds. I had to break out my hat again, but Ronald Acuna Jr. is the National League MVP. No question about it. Okay, so I had that little talk. Again, the top headline for today, of course, is more teams from the Pac-12 go bye-bye. Stanford and Cal, adios. You're heading to the ACC starting in 2024 and 2025. And the American Athletic Conference loses SMU to the ACC. I'm surprised, and I've had to read, I read up the last couple days, they've been holding off on this call. There have been reports that uh, North Carolina, NC State is iffy about letting other teams get in because it would lessen the revenue pot. Look, expansion Believe it or not, and I'm not a huge fan of realignment, I've said it all summer long, that's what's ruining college football. The transfer portals what ruins college football. But, you know, the money is going to get pretty good for the ACC here in a second. And with the expansion, with, Stan with Stanford and Cal, I can barely speak today, with Stanford and Cal and SMU now joining the ACC next year, we now have the third super conference or fourth super conference in college football. And for all those that love the regional aspect of college football, that is officially gone. Now that Stanford and Cal officially, bye-bye. And all that's left is Oregon State and Washington State. By the way, if you're an alum of those two schools, why don't you just go, you know what? Screw this. Why the hell are we going to play you or you or you or you? Because you're all going to be gone. You're leaving us with the bag. And quite frankly, just go to the Mountain West. Because the Mountain West could always, always use some expansion and some more TV exposure. Because now that basically the Pac-12 is gone, it... If I'm Oregon State or Washington State, if I'm the president of those schools, I would want to just go, you know what? Let's just go to the Mountain West. Screw trying to create our own league because there's a reason you two got left. It's because nobody wants to see you. Nobody wants to share it with you. I'm sorry. So and if you're an alum of those schools, I'm sorry. There's a reason your two, those two schools are stuck holding the bag of what used to be the Pac-12. There's a reason. Okay? It's because they're not that good. But that's what I would do if I'm the president of those schools. Just go to the Mountain West and say, okay, screw it. We have no choice. Let's just go to the Mountain West, see if they want us. And of course they might. And if they do, cool. We're good. And then the Pac-12 will be gone completely. 
So I don't know what Oregon State and Washington State are holding out on, but hey, good luck. As far as SMU, it's just weird to see a Texas school in the ACC, but you know what? That's what realignment's going to cause. And when I do these shows next year, when I do the daily shows on College Football Tuesdays in 2024, and I hear all you fans go, man, this is not what it used to be. Well, you had your chance to, especially if you're the alums of these schools, you had your chance to kind of put it in your president's ear at your respective schools and say, uh, guys, what about saving the tradition of these conferences? What about protecting the regionality of college football? Well, that's gone. I'm, I'm sorry, but it is. It's, poof, that's what realignment did. So bye-bye. But that's my take on the big news today. Cal, Stanford, and SMU all heading to the ACC starting next year. And hopefully this ends the realignment circus that we saw all summer long. Hopefully, but who knows? Maybe there's one more trick up their sleeve that the Big 12 wants to do with Oregon State and Washington State, but who knows? Anyway, let's get to the picks. I know I've gone on a rail, but hey, this is the last, last show of the summer before I do the daily stuff. I'm not going to be able to do these long-form rants, as I like to call them. I can't do these long-form rants in the daily show, so I have to enjoy it while I can. Anyway, let's go ahead and get you guys to the picks. We're going to start with baseball, of course. Uh, I'll start with the Sunday Nighter first because it's Yankees. It's Yankees-Astros on Sunday night. So let me go ahead and see the pitching matchup. Uh, for my Yankee fans, Jason Dominguez will make his Major League debut tonight, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think he'll make his debut tonight. So hopefully this kid that they're calling the Martian will at least do something, okay? You don't have to hit 500 in one day, but can you at least... To help this team win right now but we'll see let's go to Sunday just to see what the pitching matchup is uh, okay it's Michael King against Christian Javier <coughs> okay that's not bad uh, I'll take the Yankees on Sunday take the Astros to win this series probably unless let's see if Garrett Cole's pitching tomorrow let's see if Garrett Cole's pitching tomorrow it uh, should be. Let's see. Oh, it's Severino. Okay. So we got Severino. Okay. So Severino's on the hill tomorrow. So expect the Astros to take two out of three. Uh, they'll win tonight. They'll win tomorrow. And then the Yankees, out of a source of pride, will probably and hopefully win Sunday night. But don't count your blessings. Now for everybody else. Let's see how much time I left here. I got some I got 14 minutes for everybody else let's go ahead get you guys rolling and of course once I do that now my phone's taking forever to load okay for everybody else the Cubs and Reds are in progress right now take the Cubs to hold on well right now it's scoreless in the bottom of the first but go with the Cubs I've been writing this team all summer they've been my surprise really since after the trade deadline, they hold that second wild card spot. I wouldn't be surprised 
because right now, if they played, if the playoffs started now, they would play the Phillies, and I would not be surprised if the Cubs take two out of three in Philly in a wild card series right now. So I'm that's how bullish I am on these Cubs. Take the Cubs to hold or at least get this lead and hold on tonight. Take it three to one Cubbies. Tomorrow, let's go ahead and jump to tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, let's go with the Guardians at home over the Rays. So take Cleveland over Tampa. I know Cleveland, their best shot to get into the playoffs is to win the Central, but Minnesota's got at least a five-game lead on them. I know the Guardians got Giolito in the waiver wire yesterday, but I don't think it'll make a difference. I don't think Giolito was doing much for the Angels. So, you know, I'm not that bullish on Cleveland, but for today, I'm taking it. Take the Guardians for tomorrow against the Rays. And then, of course, Sunday night, take the Yankees over the Astros. So those are your picks for this weekend. Again, take the Cubs, take the Guardians, and take the Yankees. Those are your three baseball winners for this weekend. Oh, you know what? I'll do you a Labor Day special. Why not? <sighs> Let's go Astros Rangers in the Battle of Texas. And what really is starting to be the Battle of the AL West because... With Julio Rodriguez on the IL, I don't know if Seattle's going to hold on to that division. And the te and the two Texas teams, the Rangers have slid off a little bit. They hold that third wild card spot in the American League right now. But I do think they can recover and recover a little bit after this tough stretch. So I'm going to take the Rangers. Are they playing at home? Yeah. I'll take the Rangers at home on Monday. Score. Three to two. A little closer than normal. Actually, I'll go five two. Why not? I think it'll be a huge statement win for the Rangers. It'll tell that they're back and it'll keep them in the hunt for probably the most exciting division in the American League right now, and that's the AL West. Go with the Rangers at home on a Monday. With that, let's go ahead and jump to, of course, my NASCAR pick. The playoffs are underway. Start in Darlington, South Carolina. How much time did I blow off? Okay, I'm wasting way too much time. But that's okay. Still have at least 11 minutes. So, four of my NASCAR picks. Let's do it this way. The playoffs get underway for the NASCAR guys. 16 drivers are eligible to compete for the championship. It is simple. There's three race stretches. Bristol is the cutoff race, meaning it'll go from 16 to 12. It's an elimination race. So the best way to advance into round two is either win or just be good enough for three straight weeks and hopefully you gain enough you gain enough points to advance. That's really how the NASCAR playoffs work. But you know about this show, we pick the winners. Last time the Cup Series was in Darlington, which was on Mother's Day, William Byron got, I believe, his fourth win of the year. Or his third win of the year at the time. I went Vegas, Phoenix. Yeah, I think it was his third or fourth win at the time. Harvick finished second, given a damaged car. He was never able to keep up with Byron. But I do believe it's going to be in reverse order this time. I'm going to take Harvick to win, jump ahead, advance his ticket into the round of 12, and your backup choice will be Willie B. 
I'll go with William Byron as your backup choice. And Harvick will get the win. So that is your NASCAR pick. But of course, nothing's complete for the final show of the summer without the picks for college football. Okay? I will wrap this show up with these picks. College football fans, we've got picks all weekend long. By the way, Sunday night, let me jump to the top 25 because nor or let me go into the FBS really quick because see what's up for today. Give you guys the picks in a rapid fire motion here. And of course, when I want to do that, it takes me for there we go. It always my phone always slows down when I want to try and operate this. Okay, Friday's game's not quite interesting. Miami, eh, no, don't care. Michigan State should beat Central Michigan. That's not even a problem. Stanford beating Hawaii. Fine. Louisville over Georgia Tech in an early ACC battle. Take the Cardinals. For this weekend, however, if we could get right to it. There we go. Michigan over East Carolina. Remember, Jim Harbaugh will be suspended for the first three games. It won't really matter. So take the Wolverines there. Take Tennessee over Virginia. Take... And this is the big, big pick. So, bettors out there in the desert or anywhere else online because we can bet online now, except in this state, which is stupid enough. But for all the people out there that want to burn some cash, watch the game on Fox between TCU and Colorado in Fort Worth. If you watch the college football preview show, you know I'm not a big fan of Coach Prime. I don't think it's going to go well in... Not in year one anyway. I know I said eight and four, but man, I just I've never rooted so hard against a Pac-12 team not named USC in my life. But Dion has made me do that. So I'm gonna go with the Horn Frogs. I want to see what the line is on that. So for the betters, let's take a look. Yeah, TCU, Colorado. TCU is favored at 20 and a half. Easy, easy win. This not only gets a confidence point score of a 10, but you should add the half too, just to make it funny. Confidence points at a 10. Go TCU over Colorado. Oklahoma over Arkansas State. Kentucky over Ball State. Uh, let's go all the way to the middle. Ole Miss over Mercer. Ohio State over Indiana, Washington over Boise State, Notre Dame over Tennessee State, Wisconsin over Buffalo, A.O. Buffalo, Cal over North Texas, uh, let's see, Georgia over UT Martin, USC over Nevada, mm, Washington State over Colorado State, well, there are a lot of games on the 430 window. Alabama over Middle Tennessee State. Again, what a joke for an SEC school to be scheduling these FCS or even lower-level FBS schools. It is a joke. That's why if I was on the committee, I would deduct every SEC team who schedules these lower levels. Georgia has UT Martin. Georgia should win that in a walk. Alabama's got Middle Tennessee State. That's an easy, easy win just don't even touch those. Although they're easy wins, it's just nuts. 
Illinois over Toledo, North Carolina over South Carolina, UCLA over Coastal Carolina, and a special one in my, yes, I'm going to go with UCLA over the Chanticleers, but one final pick. Take San Diego State over Idaho State. Hopefully a little bit better than they did against Ohio last weekend. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. I'm running out of time here, so let me give you the Sunday pick. Uh, go with LSU over Florida State. And then the Labor Day game, Clemson over Duke. So those are your winners in college football this weekend. With that, I am logging off. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. This has been the Austin's Audit Podcast. Don't forget the Daily Show returns on September 5th. So that Tuesday, from here on out, it is go, go, go time for me. So thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out. I'll see you guys Tuesday. Don't forget you can listen to the show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Google, Apple, if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Pandora, and SoundCloud, or anywhere else you get this podcast. There is only one way you watch this show. You only can watch this show on Rumble.com if you have a desktop computer, or download the Rumble app in the Google Play or Apple App Stores. Once you do that, search for the username ADGERKE. That is A-D-G as in girl. E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G as in girl. E-H-R-K-E on Rumble. Please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and you'll have every single episode of this lovely show. Like, comment, and share so we can sneak up the Rumble algorithms and every algorithm in between. And speaking of algorithms, you can follow this show on social media. Follow the show through the Facebook page, which is the Austin's Audit Podcast, the Instagram hashtag, which is hashtag the Austin's Audit Podcast, or for post-episode interaction, you can follow me on X, at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke on X for post-episode interaction. And, 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 if you also want to follow me a little more personally, you can follow me on Instagram at Austi Spamonti. That's at Austi Spamonti, A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I. With that, thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Have a great Labor Day weekend. And if I haven't said it before, and I'll say it again, peace out. And I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>